Watchmen by Cade Vesta. So there I was, a 19-year-old French immigrant named Joffre. I've been working in this factory for 13 years now. We moved from France, northeastern France, my mom would always tell me. I was three when we moved. I don't remember much. I can only remember being on the boat and being scared and reaching for my dad's hand, but he wouldn't let me hold it. He said I needed to be brave and told me to push out my chest and hold my head high. C'est la vie, he said. That was one of the only memories of my father. He passed a few weeks after we hit landfall. He gave up and hung himself inside the tenement while mom was out looking for a job. I was so little that I didn't know what he was doing, and so I didn't stop him. Mom would always say he was a brave and heroic man, but I don't think so. I still can't grasp how somebody can just die like that after all our family had been through to get enough money to finally come to America and start over with a new resume, new people, and a new life. After Dad died, Mom needed a job or else we wouldn't be able to pay to stay in the tenement. But I could not stay there all by myself. So when Mom found a job at Henry Ford's car factory, she brought me in to work with her. We got put in different sections. Mom got put in the wheel section, and I got put in the housing section, as Mr. Ford called it. He says he called it that because that is where the people would be housed while you were in the car. He would always show me his blueprints because he thought of me as one of his sons. But what he did not know is I was keeping track of all of these. Now, it was just me in that same tenement from all those years ago. Mom passed a few years later due to the sickness she got from the amount of people in our tenement. I'm sure it was Leslie Grover because he moved out after Mom died. I think he gave Mom the sickness. I knew that my life would change with my new project I've been working on. I'm going to call it The Engine. I came up with this idea because it fits perfectly in the hood of the car. For the past few months, I've been slacking off in my work and have been taking time off to work on the engine. As I finish up with the last few touch-ups with the paint on the housing, I get a startling touch on my left shoulder. And what I did not know is that that cold, hard touch that sent shivers down my spine would change my life forever. It was Mr. Ford. He said, Joffre, this is the best thing I've seen out of you yet. Thanks, I respond in a startled tone. He then says, now all I need is a power source to this car. I'm sure I will think of something. Do you have any ideas? Nope, I respond in a happy way, as if trying not to hide anything. Mr. Four says, Joffrey, you know I have cameras around this place, right? What do you mean, Mr. Ford, I say? Well, in case someone were to break in, I could see who it was and be able to see where they went and who they were. So that means I've been watching you sneak off and work on something. I could not tell what, but seeing as you took at least 20 bathroom breaks today, could you tell me a little bit about what you were doing? How about this? I'll walk you home and we can talk about this at your place. Okay, that sounds good to me, I say in a depressed way that makes me feel that he will notice the sadness in my voice. We walk there and I give him directions. When we arrive, he says, you live here? I respond with, I know it's not much, but it's home. So when we got out of the car, I unlocked the door, and to my surprise, no one else was home. I then had him sit down and got him a glass of wine. 
We talked all night, and he loved my idea and wanted to work with me on it. But right before he left, he says, okay, it will be 70% you and 30% me on this, right? Yep, I say contently, even though I wish he would have taken my original 80-20 deal. He goes straight to the post office and sends in a patent for an engine, my exact engine. This I did not know at the time, and as I was eating my mom's famous crepes that I had perfected at my place, he was stealing my idea and making a patent for my own idea. Later on that week, I see my idea being presented to the whole factory, and I suddenly understood my mistake and realized he stole my idea. But something caught my attention at the presentation. There was a girl who just sighed when she saw the idea and walked off. I went over to her to see why she did not stay. I asked her, why are you not at the presentation? She responds, the same thing happened to me. I know your story. I actually came up with the idea to use rubber on the wheels. He had me over it and then stole my idea. There are many people in here with that same storyline. With the amount of patents he's sent in, there's no way any one of us could overturn this because he has stolen from so many different people, not just the same ones every time. We are done for, she says in a harsh way. What's your name again, I ask? Ruth, she says. That's a very pretty name. Mine is Joffrey, I say. She responds with a little giggle, then gives me her address. So I go on over to her house, and she has a little fancy date spot set up. I loved it. It was just me, her, and her dog, Otto. He is a short-haired dachshund who is very playful and loves to fetch his bright blue ball with a smiley face on it. While we were eating our meal, all I could think about was how perfect she was and how her face was perfect and the way her lips moved as if she was an angel and the way she talked just made me realize how compacted she was. Until the day that I will never forget, I had bought her a ring a few days prior. I invited her to go out to the deli with me and got everything set up. I was so anxious while waiting for her to arrive. When she got there, I was awestruck at the way she looked. So I got down on one knee, looked up at her, and said, Ruth, will you marry me? Yes, she said. We had planned the wedding out and everything we wanted and did not want at the wedding. We were going to get married in a few months. We went to the pub to drink some giggle juice and get zazzled. But when we got there, we saw a bartender struggling with a cork. Pop! I saw something fly across the room headed right at me. I tried to get out of the way, but it hit me square in the face. I fell to the floor and blacked out. A few minutes later, once I was awake again, I was sitting up in a chair with the bartender, still apologizing for Ruth. He then went to go and get us a bottle of whiskey, but before he opened it, I gave him my house key. He then swiftly opened up the bottle by poking the key into the side of the cork and scraped it out. It worked perfectly. I glance at Ruth and she looks at me. We both had the same idea at that very moment. La femme.